When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, that's the sound of the bullet train, or Shinkansen, as it pulls into Tokyo Station here, bound for Kyoto. We're off for the weekend to the ancient capital to see the sights of that most historic of Japanese cities. With me is my good friend, guide, translator, and escort, Morita-san. So we're going on board, and uh, we should be hitting Kyoto in about two hours. Well, we're on the bullet train, we're moving, heading towards Kyoto, and Morita-san, we're moving very fast indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, this uh, bullet train called Shinkansen in Japanese, and it was built uh, in 1965 at the time of Tokyo Olympics. And since then, we are developing uh, faster trains, and now this Nozomi, uh, literally meaning hope, in Japanese uh, goes fastest and uh, the fastest speed is uh, 270 kilometers an hour. Well, uh, the journey to Kyoto takes us how long? Uh, it, it's about two hours and 14 minutes by this Nozomi and of course there are various kinds of bullet trains. It stops uh, every station or uh, some other stations. So, Usually it takes about 2 hours and 30 minutes from uh, Tokyo to Kyoto. Well, I'm very excited about the prospect of going to Kyoto and I'm delighted you're coming along. Oh, thank you very much. It's a really attra attractive city, so you will have a lot of nice time. Well, we've left Kyoto Station and we're now driving through the centre of this city. And it is, or was, of course, the old capital of Japan. Yes, that's right. Uh, Kyoto became the capital of Japan in 794. And this year is 1994. So they are celebrating 1,200th anniversary. And it's a very proud city, and uh, a city where the people look on themselves as being somewhat superior to the rest of Japan. I think, uh, I think they are, and uh, they uh, are proud of their elegance and sophistication uh, because the capital was, uh, had been in Kyoto for such a long time. What's the population of Kyoto? I think it's about 1.2 million. So it's about sixth largest uh, city in Japan. And is it an industrial city or a city that relies mainly on tourism? Oh, I think uh, in the southern part of Japan, you will see some uh, industrial section. But most of the part of uh, Kyoto is, uh, is a tourist city. 
And of course it's famous for its Buddhist temples and its many Zen shrines and famous Zen rock garden. And we're going to see some of these because they really are the reason why Kyoto is so famous. And of course, is it true that Kyoto was spared the bombing by the Americans during the Second World War? That's right. Luckily, we are very grateful for that. But it was also the target of atomic bomb. But the one American general insisted that it is a historically very important city, not only for a Japanese people, but for the people in the world. So uh, it could, it was spared, uh, it spared the, from the atomic bomb our air raids. Well, I'm very glad it was spared because we're now going to see some of those Buddhist temples, Zen shrines, mm -hmm. and different aspects of the life of Kyoto. Yes, that's right. We're in the famous Zen rock garden here in Kyoto and uh, Marita, tell me about what we see when we look out on this space in front of us. Yes, just in front of us you will see simply uh, white pebbles and uh, 15 rocks and um, it is very difficult for you know, foreigners to understand this but Zen Buddhism uh, simplest thing is very important and by simple thing you can imagine uh, anything you know from the rocks here uh, you can rocks can be an island and the white pebbles of sand could be the ocean or the, the these you know pebbles could be a white cloud and you will see the mountains above the clouds or also you can consider that these white uh, pebbles uh, can be the rivers and uh, tigers uh, are crossing the river with uh, their you know cups cups as uh, baby uh, uh, tigers or someone can say that these rocks represent uh, five um, uh, mountain, famous mountains in China or also five mountains around Kyoto. So in fact, really, it's, this is about the world of the imagination. That's right. Freeing your imagination. Mm -hmm. Now, I believe that nobody can see all 15 rocks at once. Is yes. that true? Unless you're a very special person. That's right. Unless you are enlightened. <laughs> you, you reach in the enlightenment. I think I can see you about can... seven. I wonder what does that say? <laughs> I don't know. You have to count the small one too. I but, see, I see. So you can see as many as 14. But you never uh, be able to see 15, all of 15 rocks. And Unless perhaps you're a Zen master. That's right. And this is a place of, you know, meditation. If you have a lot of decorations and it disturbs, you know, the concentration of meditation. And uh, someone, uh, some people say that if we explain these things, you know, it's a kind of against the Zen Buddhism principles. And just, you know, meditate yourself. And then it is a kind of oneness of universe. 
whatever. So uh, something, and you shouldn't explain each one of them. Or there are a lot of explanation about it, and it is beyond my understanding because I never reached the inter inter enlightenment. So uh, there are about 1,700 temples uh, here in Kyoto. How many of them are open to the public? Uh, and open to public, about, I think, uh, 1,000 of them. And 700, uh, they have their own, you know, um, how do you say, we call, you know, uh, they run by Danka. Danka is a family, private families who made a member, who are a member of those temples and they make donations, you know, so their temples can live by it. But other, you know, 1,000, they have to get, you know, admission fee in order to maintain the, you know, the temples, uh, buildings and, uh, uh, you know, these historical well, let's see, let's see if we can see some more of these 15 rocks. Uh -huh. I think at the last count I managed to see about 12. Maybe uh -huh. we can improve on that. Mariko, thank you very much. <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> okay. Come now to another part of the uh, complex here yes. in Kyoto, mm -hmm. the Golden Pavilion, mm -hmm. and we've just heard the bell ringing there yes. as people come up to this shrine, or is it a temple? Oh, it's a temple, and uh, it's called Fudomyo-o, because in Buddhism, uh, Buddha is the enlightened one, it means. So, but, you know, there are various uh, stages to attain enlightenment, and Fudo Myo O is one of them. And so, not the, you know, perfected one, but he's on the way to the Buddha food. And Fudo Myo O is a very fierce looking statue, but here it is covered with golden cloth. The man said only twice a year you can see the statue of uh, ah, Fudo Myo-o, because uh, it was uh, carved by Kobo Taishi, who is a very famous sculptor in, I think, uh, Edo period, in 17th century or so. And as people come up here to uh -huh. the shrine, uh -huh. they are wafting incense yes. around their bodies. That's right. They ring the bell, uh -huh. and then there's a huge cauldron uh -huh. with smoking incense. Yes. What is the significance of that ceremony? Uh, well, if you are exposed with the incense, the you know the sickness may be cured. So if you have a sickness in your stomach, then you know put you know smoke in your stomach. Invite your sm smoke into your stomach and the stomach will be cured. If you want to be smarter, then you know, uh, please be exposed uh, your head with the smoke, then you will be smarter. So I think I need to immerse my head in the cauldron <laughs> just now. <laughs> okay, and uh, you know, uh, to ring the bell is a kind of uh, shrine way of, uh, you know, Shinto style of uh, uh, praying. So here you see the union of Shintoism and temple. In some Buddhist temples, temple. when people arrive, they mm -hmm. clap their hands to yes. alert the Buddha that they have arrived. Oh, that's right. To, to wake the Buddha. <laughs> to wake the Buddha. <laughs> yes, that's right. And but it you was. Know, you uh, know, they say uh, sometimes sudden prayers make God jump. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so if you clap too loud, you wake the butter. <laughs> Maybe he will come out from the cover. <laughs> yes. Well, the sun is beginning to set over uh -huh. the hills here in Kyoto That's right. and we're climbing a rather steep incline yes <laughs> which explains why I'm breathless um, and we're coming to another temple yes what's this particular temple uh, this temple is called Kiyomizu temple literally means pure water temple because uh, it is in the east side of the Kyoto and very at the foot of the east mountain of Kyoto and we are climbing the slope now so I'm breathing. As, as, okay let's take a pause. As, yes. as, we, as we climb here uh -huh. we're passing by uh -huh. dozens of small little shops and yes. stalls and yes. what are they selling? Oh they are selling um, all the uh, not only the souvenirs but the distinctive products of this area. This area is famous for the pottery called Kiyomizu Yaki, Kiyomizu pottery. And also fans, uh, 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 food, uh, food. And so when people come to visit uh -huh. Buddhist temples, they yes. come for a day out, really. They, they <laughs> That's come right. to celebrate. Just like a leisure. <laughs> That's right. There is a special association with this temple, uh -huh. and uh, it is a special association for pregnant women. That's right. And the steps we're climbing. Yes. What's the legend that goes uh, with them? Yes, uh, because the uh, the daughter of Kanmu Emperor, who opened the capital here in Kyoto, became pregnant, and in order to wish for the easy delivery of children, a child, a baby, um, you know, a kind of uh, exercise was necessary, needed. So he, uh, the emperor, order to make this, uh, you know, stone steps, and if. Uh, she can uh, uh, go up, go up the steps. Uh, then I, uh, it, uh, easy delivery was assured. Well, I'm so. sure because I imagine if any pregnant woman could even walk up these steps, <laughs> yes. they'd be sure of a safe delivery. That's right. It is quite hard, even the, not to a pregnant woman. <laughs> that huge statue over there, uh -huh. the. Uh, the canon Buddha uh -huh. also has a special uh, significance for women, I think. Oh, yes, that's right. The canon is uh, uh, these days translated as a, a goddess of mercy. And also it is uh, said goddess, but it is transcend uh, sexual sex. And so the, he goddess, or she, the goddess is uh -huh. asexual or represents both sexes. Oh, that's right. And But uh, uh, that canon is... Uh, a patron saint of pregnant women or the baby in the womb or sometimes stillborn baby. So if you have the, uh, you know, miscarriage, unfortunately, then you go to Kanno and to pray for the consolement console, of the uh, deceased stillborn baby. And isn't it true in Japan that uh, if women have stillborn children or abortions, uh -huh. they sometimes go along to a particular shrine and yes. they bring 
little dolls or yes, little right. games or toys associated that's right. with the child. That's how, right. how did that custom start? Oh, well, uh, I don't know, but uh, there is um, a popular, popular deity in the folk uh, belief that called a white, uh, small uh, stone statue. And we call it Jizo. And also Jizo is a patron saint of pregnant women, travelers, and children. And so I think, uh, I don't know from what time, but uh, when we have a miscarriage, then it is customary to uh, donate a, a very st small statue of, uh, you know, Jizo to the temple. And this is a matchmaking rock. So if you can walk, uh, with your, you know, eyes, how do you say? Closed. Uh, closed. Which and way? if you can uh, walk from this uh, rock to that rock, well, how many distance? How much? Distance? Oh, about um, 20 yards. 20 yards. And if you can safely reach that rock, it means that you will find a very good girlfriend. <laughs> so in order to attain your, you know, wish, you have to uh, donate some money. <laughs> <laughs> Another boy is trying. Oh, <laughs> he's doing a little bit better. Uh huh. Yes, but I think it's just a little bit too, too, too. <laughs> oh, he's no. being encouraged on by his girlfriend. <laughs> yes. But he's going in the wrong direction. He's about to walk down the other side of the mountain. <laughs> he's coming. He's coming close. Uh -huh. He's back on target, and this time he's almost there. His girlfriend is getting more hysterical. He made it, but I think he cheated a little bit. I think so. What, what does this mean if you take advice from somebody? Um, you have to take advice when you um, uh, when you uh, you are successful of loving somebody. Do you, you do you believe that the love stone works? Well, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> but you you've just paid uh, 100 yen and, and no, your boyfriend has just walked. All right, but because I used to do this, but the love didn't make come true. It didn't happen for you <laughs> yet. <laughs> well, maybe maybe coming here to this uh, temple is maybe it's going to work for you. Well, I hope so. <laughs> it's just for fun. <laughs> what, what other kind of fortune telling and fortunes do you try here? Right here, just pray to God. Pray to God. That's right. And you also buy fortunes and you also buy lucky charms and. Yeah, sometimes, especially my grandmother. But, but uh, the younger generation. Me, myself, mm, I don't buy it. It's costly. <laughs> for one thing. And it doesn't work? It does. Well, it depends on your heart, I guess. How often do you come to visit the temples well, and shrines in Kyoto? Occasionally, because my grandmother is a religious person, so I sometimes uh, take her. I sometimes take her to shrines. Mm, sometimes when I want, I need some calmness of my heart, I sometimes visit and just pray to God. And do you go away with a sense of calm and a sense of peace? Mm, if I believe, then that, I guess that will come. <laughs> Even though many people say that, oh, young people in Japan today have no religion, and yet 
this place is full of young people. Can you can you explain that? Well, they just come for pleasure. They just come for pleasure because a lot of people come and uh, they think it's exciting to visit. It's a good excuse <laughs> to meet a person, I guess. Maybe you have met your future boyfriend already. Well, I don't know. I, I, I can't tell you that. <laughs> it's too personal. <laughs> We've come now to a traditional Japanese tea house yes. and it's in a beautiful setting. We are standing on a wooden bridge over a river that you can hear gurgling along there in the background and we're just in front of this tea house. The Japanese tea ceremony mm -hmm. is very important and very ritualistic. Yes, that's right. We call it a tea ceremony and because it's a kind of aesthetic uh, ceremony occasion for Japanese people and uh, we emphasize our main uh, purpose of tea ceremony is not only enjoying good pastry and tea but uh, to have more mental composure and also to learn elegant manner and etiquette. The and house itself here mm -hmm. is uh, very airy looking and very very beautiful. It's got a nice uh, canopy and a banner hanging down. What does it say? What does the legend say? Oh, which one? <laughs> on the right there? Uh, on the right one it says uh, we serve tea and pastry and uh, the uh, rest, uh, tea house's name is Kano Shoujuan. This is a very famous uh, 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 pastry store should be a pastry store, but it doesn't look like in a pastry store, but it looks like a normal house. Shall we go in and have a cup of chan, are you? Okay. Let's go. <laughs> okay, let's go. Ohayou gozaimasu. Well, we have come now into the main part of this tea room mm -hmm. and it's a very cool, very simple, with uh, a, a very interesting alcove over here on the yes, right. That's right. Now, what's this? This is something special? Yes, alcove is always very sacred place and uh, um, a scroll of you know, picture is uh, hanging on the wall and uh, you will see the uh, flower 
vase with very simple fielded flowers. Now, our hostess is preparing the tea. Mm -hmm. What's she doing? It's green tea. Yes, that's right. And it's a powder tea. She's whisking it. Can you tell me what she's doing yes, over there? Yes, that's she's, right. She's so sitting at a little... How would you describe yes, it? Yes, we call a small furnace near the furnace. Right. And then... Um, and near the furnace, and uh, she, there is a series of uh, cult to make powder tea, and we have several schools of tea ceremony, so they differ slightly from school to school, but uh, generally, uh, what the same thing is that uh, prepare the uh, powdered green tea in a little tea container, and a tea uh, bamboo teaspoon, and we pick up some powdered green tea from the container and put it in the bowl and pour uh, hot water in it and whisk it. And so she's it's whisking a, it. Yes, so that's like a She's form. wearing a kimono yes. with a, a white and red sash mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, she's pouring the tea mm -hmm. and then whisking the green powder. Mm -hmm. And we've also, we're, we're sitting, by the way, very near the alcove, mm -hmm. which is a special place of honor. Yes, that's right. So the, if you sit near the alcove, it means that you are the guest of honor and a well, very important guest. Well, we're very privileged. Yes, that's right. Well, let's taste our okay. tea. And before uh, tasting tea, you have to finish eating this sweets. So we're ready now to take this green tea. Yes. What's the ceremony, the ritual I have to observe? The yes. cup is... Uh, Yes. Facing me. That's right. There, uh, always uh, in the teacup, there is a front side and back side. So uh, the it is served front side to your side. But to be modest, you have to after pick up picking up the yes. bowl, you have to turn the front turn side to away. get uh, not uh, the other side. Oh, the other side around. <laughs> yes, clockwise. and always on the on the you know on With the your hand underneath. <laughs> yes. Cup should be on your palm of the left hand okay. and turn it by the right hand. Right. Okay. And sip like this. Uh, so, okay. Very good. Let's try. Mm. It tastes good. It tastes good. It's A lot of vitamin C. <laughs> it's good for vitamin C. Mm -hmm. Very good. It's good. Very good. Very different to Irish tea, mm -hmm. which we uh, serve with sugar and milk. And <laughs> That's right. We destroy it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But so I you think can Irish, Irish people mm -hmm. and Japanese people mm -hmm. have this in common. Mm -hmm. Whenever there is a crisis or mm -hmm. a problem, mm -hmm. we resort to the cup of tea. A cup of tea, yes. It's the That's same right. in Japan. It's the same as Japan, yes. And you have to make sound at the last sip. The, ah. It uh, shows that you finish you know, to the host. So like this here. You're slurping. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and wipe it out and turn to the left. And then the front side is again in front of you. So. <sighs> Good. Did you enjoy that? <laughs> yes. And yeah. always thank the host. You know, it Domo was arigato. very good tea. And usually after the tea, you appreciate you, you know, uh, the cups because usually every piece of utensils and cup bowls are used uh, a kind of you know a piece of art 
or at art. Mm -hmm. So uh, you admire the we admire the, the cups. cups and who who's, uh, who made this or you know in what year because uh, sometimes many times they use very antique bowls. So you ask it was uh, uh, made in 17th century or 18th century, and we admire it. Well, it's been very refreshing. Yes. <laughs> very nice. Yes, that's Thank right. you very much for explaining it all. So. My pleasure. <laughs> Thank you. Domo arigato. Doitashimashite. We've come out now into the garden yes. of the tea house, mm -hmm. and there's a lovely little fountain mm -hmm. there in the background. Yes. What's that called? Uh, we call it Skubai, and it's made of rock and made a hole inside, and the water is running through bamboo. And uh, this is a uh, uh, very typical uh, 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 kind of must in a tea garden. And the garden here is also a place of meditation and that's calm. That's right, that's right. And, and serenity. Yes, that's right. And this sound is very important because you can hear this sound because the surrounding area is very quiet. So like the haiku poem I told you about the cicadas, uh, uh, you know, loud voice uh, permeates into the rock. That means that, you know, um, only the cicadas is very loud. But other, you know, natural surrounding is very quiet. So it's a contrast of quietness and the sound of the cicadas. So this is also this sound, you know, very small sound, but it's also very important for the composure. Apart from the plane going overhead. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, killing the, this beautiful atmosphere. <laughs> And there is a stone lantern just behind the fountain here. Mm -hmm. This is a very common sight in yes. Japan. In Japanese garden, yes. It was used as a lightning system of temples and shrines in the olden days because we put candle inside. But uh, later, uh, it uh, becomes uh, one of the also a decoration uh, in Japanese garden. So it is a kind of also must. <laughs> yes. Well, that deafening background noise is coming from a pachinko parlour where we are now. And pachinko is the pinball game which has swept Japan over the last 20 years. Yes. It's really quite an extraordinary phenomenon. Uh, yes, that's right. I think not the uh, last 20 years, but it has a history of more than 70 years. And uh, originally it was uh, like a uh, pinball, you know, in the horizontal style. But then our pachinko when we invented pachinko, we make it a vertical, and before and you buy a small metal balls, uh, and uh, you put it in the uh, in the plate in front of you, in front of the vertical pachinko machine, and then uh, we just uh, move the handle over there. Then the uh, ball uh, 
spins. Spins, yeah, yes, yeah. spins around. Now, yes, this place is full of men. Yes. Uh, no women come to pachinko parlors. Oh, uh, yes, there are some women who some women. love uh, yeah, pachinko, yeah. especially uh, Miss Doi, who is the speaker of the House of Representatives. Really? Mm-hmm. But she it loves it's, it. it's an absolute craze. I mean, these people are fanatics. They spend all day here. That's right. <laughs> And what can you win? I mean, can, you can't win money. Uh, not in this place. You can uh, change it uh, with the amount of uh, metal ball you have won uh, into uh, chocolate or cigarettes, cigarettes or uh, biscuits. Yeah. But if you collect them and it is illegal, but uh, if you go to the secret place, then you can change it into money. That's why they are very fanatic. And uh, looking at these people around here, they're absolutely wrapped in concentration. <laughs> and how can they sit here all day amid this terrible noise? <laughs> I don't know, but uh, it must be a very good uh, uh, relaxation for well, them. it seems to be the very opposite of Zen. I mean, how, and yet, <laughs> yet some opposite. of them look totally absorbed. There's a yes. man over there who looks like nothing would distract him. I think so. So it, it has a similarity with Zen. You can okay, concentrate okay. on it. Okay, we're going to have a go. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, the silver balls, little silver balls are lined up here now, uh-huh. turning the handle and it's spinning and it's, it's oh, it's, 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 it's dropped. This is not so good, I think. No. <laughs> I'm not going to win any cigarettes or candy or biscuits today. You're too powerful. Too powerful? Oh, yes. I think so. Uh-huh. Well, this pachinko is amazing and uh, it's, 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 it really is a craze. People queue here from 10 o'clock in the morning. Oh, that's right. And they want to... Um, uh, sit down in a, a certain uh, in front of a certain you know, front, uh, pachinko machine, which is supposed to be very good at winning. Sort of lucky machines. Uh, lucky machines. <coughs> well, I don't think I'm at a lucky machine today. <laughs> no. I'm in a Japanese karaoke bar on a Saturday night and uh, with me is Michael Jackson. Not that Michael Jackson, but a passing resemblance, I'd say. (laughs) Michael, you come here regularly. Certainly do. What's so special about karaoke bars? Oh, that's a very difficult question. It's uh, the the oil that... uh, What's the word? The oil that uh, glides you through an evening. It means you can can ignore... It's the conversation maker. Now, who's here? Tonight we have our glorious leader, the president of our company, Mr. Sanomia. And over there in the corner, I'd say we have some bankers, I'd say. They look like bank men. To and me. they look like they're having a good time. Oh, I'd say so, yeah. Now, most people in karaoke bars, in fact, do sing Japanese songs. Oh, that right. song we heard just there from your loyal and eminent and distinguished president <laughs> was an Enka. An Enka, yes. What was an Enka? It sounded like a very doleful dirge. They always describe it to me as Japanese blues. Whether that's a correct uh, assumption, I don't know. But uh, 
Japanese blues is what they always say to me. Uh, and it's pretty blue. It's the, the songs from the, the uh, east coast of Japan, the west coast of Japan, um, where they, all the fishermen live. So, you know, that part's getting life. quite carried away. Oh, definitely. But it's surrounded by hostesses, so why yes, wouldn't well, it? tell me, I mean, tell me what are the social niceties I'm missing here. I mean, we have a number of hostesses. Like we do. We have, well, they are here to make polite conversation when the conversation lags between the main performers, which of course are the men. <laughs> Light your cigarettes. Uh, but also they're here to pay special attention to the person who's most important in the group. So they, they, Is that why I'm being ignored? <laughs> that's probably why, yes. You'll find that as the evening goes on, they'll be get more and more be around our glorious leader and less and less around us, the minions who are recognized as such. <laughs> and, I mean, why is it that a, a nation of people who are so uh, deferential and so reluctant <laughs> to stand out in a crowd suddenly change when they come in here to a karaoke bar? It's, uh, I'd say peer pressure would be <laughs> the reason for that. If you, I've been in a bar when somebody didn't want to sing and we were there until three in the morning until he did sing because you're breaking the group atmosphere if you don't do it. So you have no choice. And what about, say, the karaoke bar as somewhere that business gets done or is it just purely relaxation? Oh, it's definitely the place where business gets done because if you can stand up and sing a song in front of somebody, it means it's a sign of trust. Because as most people would die the death the idea of singing in front of a stranger. Whereas if you can, I think their, their way of thinking about it is that if you can sing together, then you can do anything together. Because I mean, singing is it's, it's more private than sex, surely. You know, it's, uh, you're laying yourself open to attack in any every which way. So it's a it's a bonding experience between two people. So that's that's the starting point of a good business deal. I think your hour has come, Michael. I hear, I feel oh, a karaoke song coming on. coming on. <laughs> okay, take it away. Okay. Love me, Tell me you are mine. I feel Well, as we're walking down here and night's falling, 
from this temple. We can hear the cicadas in the trees mm -hmm. and they're making that strange noise with their wings. Mm -hmm. I think so. Are the cicadas uh, considered a sort of a pest or are they seen as being a sort of a friendly insect? Oh yes, and by listening to the various uh, scatter's uh, voice, I should say, and then we can identify it's in the midsummer or the summer is almost the end, because they they are different in you know, cicadas. Uh, it's not sing, but you say to make sounds. Well, you know? to, make, to make noise. <laughs> to make noise. <laughs> and uh, there's a little. Uh, Haiku, isn't there, about cicadas? Yes, that's right. About cicadas making the noise. Can you remember that? Yes, I, I, but I, I don't remember the first five phrase, sorry. But, uh, Can you remember um, the translation? And it's a very hot summer. Uh, it's uh, very hot in summer, hot day in summer, and you will see the cicadas' uh, sounds uh, so loud uh, that uh, they permeate even into the rock. They permeate even permeate into the rock. Into the rock. <laughs> so the sound of the cicadas splits so the rocks. Loud. <laughs> yes. Well, they're very splits loud the here. Yes. And of course, there, there are also a lot of uh, birds in yes. the... In the uh, what do you call them? Chocks. Chocks. Uh -huh. Crows. No? Crows. Crows. Yeah. And uh, this this temple area is a real sort of... Mm -hmm. Almost like a natural wildlife park. That's right. Mm -hmm. Like uh, we are walking mountain pass, uh, mountain pass. Well, the crows are gathering. Uh, yes, I think they are going home. Maybe it's time it's after time. a long day. <laughs> yes. Of Buddhist temples and Shinto shrines and Zen gardens. <laughs> Maybe it's time to go home also. Uh, that's right. <laughs> so we leave this beautiful temple in Kyoto okay. to the safe guardian of the crows. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like crows. <laughs>